When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your hour of thrive time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good day, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie, and you have now entered your hour of thrive time. Boy, we've got a fantastic show for you today. Today is what I call a buffet of information information that is designed to help you thrive. And I've been giving a lot of thought to content that can be shared with my audience, my growing audience. And I'll mention that in just a few minutes when I say growing, how much we're growing. Uh, but I, by the way, I believe we're growing because we are delivering great content like the content you're going to listen to today. As I thought about what are those unspoken areas that become stumbling blocks to our ability to thrive, right? There, there is tons of, uh, conversations out there in, in, in the world. It's it's an echo chamber of positive messages and so on and so forth. And there's nothing wrong with that. We, we need to continue to have those messages, messages that are uh, are designed to help us improve and, and, and handle uh, situations in our lives that are holding us back and so on and so forth. And they all have a great positive spin to it. And again, nothing wrong with that. But sometimes you've got to take a look at the areas of your life that are holding you back that are subtle that don't really uh, give you any warning signs. Um, they're happening way below the radar, uh, like a submarine. They're running low and deep, but they're creating in your life potential havoc uh, or they don't allow you to really become the person that you want to be, have the business you kind of you, you want to have, the career, the profession, the family man, and so on and so forth. These are issues and deficiencies that are not spoken about often. And I wanted to have a show today that addressed that, that tackled that. And that's why I know that you're, the value of you joining me today is going to show itself Incredibly. In fact, as I was uh, having a conversation with our show producer and he got a chance to hear a little bit of what our show is about today, he said to him, he said to me, wow, that's a topic that I need to know more about. And that's speaking specifically of one of our guests today, Riley Jarvis. He's the founder of The Sleep Consultant. He's a bio architect for peak performance. Riley has mastered, and I really mean mastered, the details of why sleep is so critical and sleep deprivation is so critical in handicapping your ability not only to have a, uh, a stronger sense of well-being, but affect your performance because you're not going to be able to stay focused long enough to achieve the task. How often do you hear conversations about the effects of sleep deprivation? Um, not often. We're going to tackle that on the show today with Riley Jarvis. Fascinating conversation. And then we're going to hear from someone who's also uh, pretty legendary himself. Tommy Breedlove is a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author of the book Legendary. And he challenges us to eliminate the, the handicaps, eliminate the areas of life that 
prevent you from becoming elite? What are those deficiencies that run beneath the surface that do not allow you to live a legendary life, a life of purpose, a life of meaning? What are those distractions that we're giving too much attention to? Tommy's going to be here with us to share his his, his wisdom on the subject. And then we're going to finally hear from our author spotlight today, Diane Paige Collins, a nutritionist, a doctorate in ministry, and someone who really is known for her messaging of whole body health, but she's written a book that I believe is going to impact the lives of many because it is a book that talks about the negative effects of comparison. And boy, aren't we all guilty of comparing of comparing ourselves to others? Well, how often do you hear conversations about that? She's written an impactful book. She's going to be with us today to share with her this amazing book and how it's already impacting the lives of others. We've got a jam-packed show today, folks. Make sure you stick around. We're coming back after the break and kicking it off Thrive Style. Hey there, Grow Getter. Are you a new or aspiring entrepreneur who is tired of all the different messages that you're getting about how to grow your business? Or maybe you are a seasoned entrepreneur who has been experiencing burnout and not really sure where to go right now with your business. Well, my name is Carolee Moore, and I am the co-host of the Be More Mindful podcast, where we help you to shift your mindset so you can transform your business. If you want to learn more, visit us at www.bemoremindful.com. That is B. M-O-O-R-E, mindful.com. Hey guys, it's Sarah Jones from Cancer Support Community North Texas, where we believe in a continuum of care for everybody impacted by a cancer diagnosis. This means the patients and their friends and family too. All of our services are completely free. You can find us in Dallas, North Fort Worth, and Collin County. You can reach us at cancersupporttexas.org or give us a call at 214-345-8230. Don't forget to go to our website and check out the How to Help tab. That's where you can buy tickets to our third annual gala. Hope to see you there. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. My first guest is surely making headway in the world of development, in the world of challenging uh, not only men, but challenging people to live but to live a, a legendary life. And, you know, you got to love a guy who writes a book called Legendary and talks about living a legendary life, and he certainly is doing that. Tommy Breedlove is my first guest today. Not only is he a Wall Street Journal and USA Today best-selling author, but he has dedicated his life now to empowering people people to be pros, not only in leadership and business and relationship, he's challenging men to stop chasing the ghost of more and when, and he's doing it at a high level. The man is playing at a high level. So when you've got someone of that caliber, you've got to have the brother on the show. So I just want to welcome Tommy Breedlove on the show. Tommy, welcome to the show. Jay, my brother, it is an honor and I'm humbled to be here, my friend. (laughs) Uh, We're excited to have you on the show, but can you share a little of your story with our listening audience? Yeah, happy to, man. So I grew up uh, good, solid, blue-collar, humble beginnings, south side of Atlanta. Unfortunately, my friend, I was scheduled to be the first person in my family to graduate college, had a full ride to the University of Georgia, some to the University of Miami and a few other colleges. And unfortunately, I grew up in and around uh, abuse and violence. uh, And unfortunately, Fortunately for me, I became what I hated. I became that violent. At 18 years old, I committed a violent crime. And instead of going 
to UGA to be the first person to graduate college. I was looking at years in prison. Luckily, it was reduced to heavy misdemeanors and dropped to two years. And I ended up spending my 19th birthday uh, 19th birthday incarcerated. Cool thing happened to me there, though. A, scared me to death. B, an African-American gentleman decided to step across racial lines and mentor me and really show me what being a man was all about because I didn't have much mm good male mentorship in my life. Mm-hmm. And with his guidance and advice, I got rid of a bunch of negative things in my life and took personal accountability and went to work in a factory when I got out for $6 an hour in the morning. Community college at night did end up back at the UGA. And then um, my, one of my proudest moments in life is I literally went from a jail cell to a company called Deloitte in three years. And so super, super pumped about that. So I graduated, went to a huge financial consulting and public accounting firm. Let's fast forward 15 years. Um, I was just out working out out hustling, out moving everybody. I had moved on from Deloitte to other large uh, public accounting mergers and acquisitions and financial consulting firms. 15 years later, man, I am, I've got the American dream, the corner office, the shiny suit, the big title, making all the mo- like money that my family had never seen. I couldn't figure out why I was alone, miserable, tired, scared, angry, and just, just angry, man. And it's because I never dealt with any of my fears, my insecurities, and my not enoughs that was beaten to me as a young boy. And when the money, power, and fame didn't, didn't and, uh, didn't make me happy. I turned to all the darkness that you see on TV and the Wolf of Wall Street and everything else. It literally almost cost me my life, my firm, and my wife all in one shot one night. And at that moment, brother, I decided to turn it all around. And when I turned it all around, I couldn't believe, I mean, I went deep emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, you name it, just to be a better human, to fall in love with myself, to get confidence, self-respect, courage. And when I did that, man, um, I shot through the ranks of my firm, international practice leader, uh, all the way up to the board of directors at 39 years old. Most of the people were in their 60s. My mm-hmm. money doubled. My relationship with my wife became incredible. I got rid of all those negative friends in my life and put positive ones in there. And brother, the most important thing about that is love, happiness, peace of mind, confidence, and courage appeared in my life, man. And that's that's my story, my brother. And since then, I've moved on and helping others to do the same. So thank you for letting me share that real quickly, Jay. Hey, I, I think it's important for people to understand that dark times in anybody's life can produce a beautiful result if you know how to peel back those dark times and find out where they actually served you best. And uh, you can stay stuck in a rut or you can realize, okay, I need to get out of this this, this dimensional hole here that looks a lot like a, uh, uh, like a graveyard and I can still make it. I can still do something with my life. And you're a living testimony of that. So I appreciate you sharing your story with us here. But what would you say as a guy who's been in those dark moments and now you are on the other side and still working on yourself, there's still better versions of you I know that you're pursuing, but what would you say was the purpose or what purpose can a dark and unsettling time serve in our lives? Man, I think we've got to fail, whether it's minorly or majorly, just to get better. And I think it comes down to personal accountability as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, eventually we've got to look in the mirror and know that that's the problem and the solution. There's no magic pill to life. Life is tough already. There's sickness. There's, there's health. There's financial issues. There's political issues. Life is tough, man. But in order for us, these failures that we have, whether they're in business or in life or in relationships, or you just make mistakes, big or small, it's up to us to look in the mirror, hold ourselves accountable, and learn from those things. And that's what makes this cancellation culture nonsense so ridiculous mm-hmm. is we need to allow people to fail. That's how we get better as a country. That's how we get better as a society and us as individuals. And so for me, my hope in life 
is that people don't have to fail big. You know, you know, like go too far, like make a major mistake that's super hard to undo is that they start taking personal accountability, look in that mirror and take action on their life in whatever way they want to. So that happiness, peace of mind and success. I mean, these are journeys that we need to go on. It's, it's better than the darkness, man. So for me, failure is all about personal accountability. Look in the mirror, dusting yourself off and just taking one step forward so that we can be a little bit better than we were yesterday. You know, I think you hit the nail on the head when you mentioned accountability. Uh, unsettling times, dark times, what do they serve? They serve to help you become more accountable to somebody else, if nothing else, right? If nothing else. You said something Completely. key that I, I, I want to I highlight because I think it's important. It's important because you do a lot of this work. It's important because I do a lot of this work and because a lot of our listeners, which are local, national, international, a lot of these guys who listen to our shows, guys and gals, these are peak performers, people that are in pursuit of something grand. That's why we call it the, the hour of thrive time. But you mentioned that you met somebody in when you were on the inside, uh, another brother on the inside, he poured great quality contenting, uh, content mentoring into you, and you were open to it. And that really was sort of the pivot point where you started to get that kind of mentoring that you hadn't had before. And I believe that people that are open to mentoring, coaching, are the ones that ultimately find something within themselves that they didn't know existed because somebody else turned the light switch on. Would you agree with that? I couldn't agree more, man. And you look at all the great CEOs, all the great athletes, all the great people that we aspire to be, whether it's in arts or athletics or business or life, they've all pretty much got one thing in common is A, they, they do a lot of inner work, but B, they have coaches. I, I run a men's executive mastermind. Guess what? I am in, and I pay to be in a mastermind so I can be better. Mm -hmm. I am in the coaching business. Guess what I have? A coach to help me with my blind spots and get better. And whether it's mentorship, and, and it's a two-way street, right? When we coach or mentor or something, we're, you're giving and receiving. So it's just filled with nutrition for our hearts, our minds, our souls. And so for me, it, you've got it to be a good leader, you got to lead yourself. But to be a good leader, you've also got to ask for help. Get some help from someone who's in the business or who's a great mentor or someone you look up to, because I promise you, it will serve you so much, but you've got to be open to it. You got to be coachable. And here's the key to all of this, Jay, is we know we're not alone. We're not alone in our blind spots. We're not alone in our fears. We're not alone in our insecurities. And we're not alone in, in our worries. But the key is, what are you going to do about it to just get a little bit better? You know, I like what you said. Uh, I love exactly what you said. And, and let me just add to that a little bit. Part of thriving is recognizing when you have to rebound. Um, and unless someone says to you, hey, brother or sister, you need to begin rebounding your life right now, you may end up still going in a direction that is not going to serve you. What would you say in your experience are the key elements for someone to successfully and meaningfully rebound? You got to get the negative out of our life. That is the absolute easiest thing. And what 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 is holding them down? Is it people? Is the people around them? Are they judgmentally? Are they angry? Are they cynical? Is it a, a habit that you have? Are you drinking too much, watching too much TV? Are you spending too much time on social media? Um, there's all these influences. What we don't realize is all this poison is, is pouring into us nonstop from 24-hour news to social media, mm -hmm. to negative friends, and you name it. 
So the easiest thing to do to rebound is you've got to, and it's also probably the hardest, but it's absolutely the easiest, is you've got to get that negative out of your life. What is that? And then the second thing you've got to do, and this is the this is the easier part, this is building the muscles. So the, taking the negative way, that's the quick fix. The harder is you've got to start building your heart, mind, soul, and physical muscles. So what's one habit that you need to add? Is it meditation? Is it gratitude? Is it reading a good book? Is it listening to a great radio show? Is it watching a documentary or learning a, a craft that makes you better than you were yesterday? So you got to take out one negative and add one positive, and it will have a compounding effect in your life. Hey, Mike, uh, Tommy, that's a mic drop right there. Eliminate the toxic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're done. Interview's over. <laughs> Drop the mic. Yeah. I mean, think about Tell it. You get, get shower. Yeah, hit the shower, right? So let me ask you this. Considering that you now have, uh, because of your coaching program and what you're doing with others, you're talking to guys all the time. You're, you're having conversations with people all the time. You're speaking in front of large groups, uh, doing podcast interviews, and not only from a sort of a, a – an experiential point of view, but you've lived this stuff too. Where do you find that most people get stuck? And they're trying to live this legendary life. Where do they get stuck? What are the obstacles that prevent them from living this legendary life? Two things. I think for general society is this, this overwhelming fear and worrying about what other people think. It was like if I was just going to talk in general, both men and women, we put so much stock in what other people think. And truth, mm -hmm. truth be told, they're not really thinking about us anyway. Right. But here's where I think people, who, if you're ambitious and driven, and I think you use the word peak performers. I just read that book, by the way. It's excellent. Mm -hmm. But if you're one of those ambitious, driven men or women, where we get stuck is when and more. When I do this or when I have this or we always want more. And more and when come at the sacrifice of us, they come at the sacrifice of our family, they come at the sacrifice of our health, and we're just constantly chasing that next thing. And hey, hey, it takes one to know one. I am an ambitious, driven, but I want to make impact, but I also want to have fun and live without regret. So I think two things. I think if we were just talking in generalities, fear of failure, fear in what other people think, and just a general sense of worry. But if you're an ambitious, driven person, it's just more, more, more when. Make the first 100000 then you want your million. You want to make your million, now you want $10 million. Someone's always got a bigger boat, and mm -hmm. we always get in comparison as well. And so let me tell you the number one thing that I see that people struggle with the most, um, whether it's in my one-on-one -on -one coaching or my mastermind or conference programs that I run, it's in our relationships with our family, our friends, and our significant others. And how sad is that? So many of us are different inside of our home than we're out. Mm. So many of us will sacrifice our, but we say our families first. That is BS, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you, if you're ambitious, you're putting your business and your success first. And hopefully, and, and then your family second and you third. And my whole mantra in life is it's got to start with you first. That is not selfish. That is selfless. You've got to build your heart, your mind, your soul, your physical muscles. Then it needs to be about your network, friends, and family second. And as a result of one and two, I promise you the profit and success will come. But we've got it backwards. And so we compromise the people we love the most the time with our children, the time with our significant others, and our, the time with our friends. And how important are those? They're super important. We sacrifice that for more and when this happens. And more and when just never, ever happened, my man. You know, my wife says something that if once she hears this, this episode, she's going to say, mic drop to you. <laughs> the, the consistency. One thing that she says to me, and we've been married now 17 years. We've known each other for 18 years. And she says, Jay, you're the yeah. same guy that I met 18 years ago today. You're the same exact guy. And you just said, you've got to be consistent in your home life as you are in your outer life. 
Mm. So how does what what bigger compliment could she give you? By the way, <laughs> holy cow, that's that's it fills my cup, man. You know, I tell you something. When she mentioned that to me, you're absolutely right. Because sometimes compliments, when they come from the right people, they mean something. When they don't come from people that really, not that they're not meaningful, but they don't have that place in your heart. They're nice, but they don't they don't carry the stake that those who uh, who mean something to you to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree. You know, I, that was really nice for her to say that, and it it, it filled my cup as well. But consistency is something that I wanted to talk about. So I'm glad we're on this now. The person who's pursuing a legendary life, what are the focuses that they need to, what are the the consistencies that they need to focus on if they're going to live a legendary life? It starts with the inner game. You have to learn to love yourself, learn to lead yourself, learn confidence and cultivate self-esteem. Confidence is about doing the reps. Self-esteem is about cultivation. You've got to learn to fall in love with yourself. You've got to learn to stand with confidence. You've got to learn to live with courage. And courage is saying no and setting boundaries with a lot of people mm-hmm. and prioritizing the right people. So for me, again, not to like re- – and I've got, to, I've got to open the kimono here in a minute and tell you something funny. Okay. But for me, to build and live a legendary life and to be consistent, it's about – your. I mean, there's thousands of books that have been written on it. And peak performance was one of them we just talked about. Atomic Habits is another one that you've got to take out the negative habits and build the positive habits. you got to put you first. It's like, you know, the whole airplane analogy. That's why it's so good. Put the mask on yourself first before you put it on others. And then you've got to prioritize the people that mean the most to you, your family, your your friends, your significant other. And those habits will help you be consistent, be the same person when you walk through that door at home than when you walk in that office at work. So to me, it's all about the habits. And you said something great that, you know, when you get a compliment from someone that means something, my coach said something yesterday that was hilarious. I've been working with Darren Hardy this whole year. And he goes, mm-hmm. you know, the def- you know how you have a good friend is when they say you're an a-hole <laughs> and, you, and you and you believe them and you're like yeah that's a good friend now i want to ask you a couple questions before we wrap up this segment you talk about compounding delight i heard you say mm. compounding delight and i said i gotta ask this brother about this can you explain to the audience what do you mean compounding delight yeah, absolutely. So whether we know it or not, we talked about it earlier in the show, is darkness is all around us. The 24-hour the news, regardless of what political affiliation you have, wants you to be divided. They want you to be scared. They want you to be a victim or they or a bigot, right? And I don't know any of those type, kind of folks. Um, our social media is, is filled with envy. Um, there's a sense of worry everywhere, depression everywhere. And life is tough as it is, as we talked about. There's social pressures, political pressures, money pressures, and just sometimes how do we keep the lights on, right? And how mm-hmm. do we keep it all in check? That's the darkness, and it's all around us. And if we, even in what we watch, like even if we, certain Netflix and Amazon, if you look at those series, it's really just kind of darkness and violence and sex, and that's what sells, right? So compounding the light is getting rid of as much as you can all of that darkness out of you and start putting what I call mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical nutrition into your heart, into your mind, into your eyes and ears. And when you start becoming a net giver, starts with yourself first, working on your mental game, your emotional game, your spiritual game, and your physical game. And when you start net giving, there's a compounding effect of light. And we know the saying, light attracts light and darkness attracts darkness. You'll start vibrating differently. The people who appear in your life are differently. I I use the analogy, it's like climbing a mountain. And as you climb a mountain, 
the, the view changes. You start giving and, and doing the work and building positive habits and taking away the poison. You speak a different language. You vibrate differently. You see things differently. And people who are climbing the mountain appear in your life. It's the weirdest thing to say. It's just true. The law of attraction, and that's the compounding light. And the unfortunate thing is, is you're going to leave people behind because they refuse to climb the mountain. They want to stay where they're at because doing anything different is too scary for them. And that's okay. It doesn't mean you don't love them. Just means they can't be in your life. And for me, the, the, over the last 11 years, as I do the daily work and I spend a lot of time giving things away and a lot of time just serving others and, and working toward impact and significance, I can't tell you the compounding effect from peace of mind to happiness to love to joy to success. And ultimately, just hanging out with just really, truly good humans who have my best interest. That's what I mean by compounding the life. It's like compounding interest, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Invest a dollar today in 365 days. It's going to be worth a whole lot more than a dollar because it's That's right. interest every day. That's the compounding effect of the life as well. Tom, and we appreciate you being on the show, brother. We're going to have many more conversations in, in the future. <laughs> I want you to go take a shower and have a best, uh, the best the rest of the day. <laughs> you are a gentleman and a scholar. And again, this is my honor. And I am sending love and light to all of you. I love you. And um, here's to all of us just leaning in to be a little bit better. Thank you, brother. Folks, we're going to be right back after the break. Hi, this is Jay Mamey. As a lifelong fitness enthusiast and professional bodybuilder, I know the importance of removing impurities and flushing out toxins to maintain a healthy colon and intestinal system. This is why I take and recommend Renew from First Fitness Nutrition. It also has helped me replenish my probiotics, which is necessary for a healthy gut. Learn more at healthyfriends.firstfitness.com. Friends, this is Jay Mamie, and I'm thrilled to announce that our merchandise site is now open for business. My inspirational quotes, encouragement words, and thought-provoking phrases can be printed on a number of very cool items to help you stay in thriving mode. Make sure to visit my website, thejmamie.com. Look for the store link. Check out the items. Once again, that'll be at thejmamie.com. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. On the line right now, all the way from British Columbia, Canada, I mentioned earlier, Riley Jarvis is the founder of The Sleep Consultant. He likes to consider himself, and I think that it is a rightly owned title, the bio-architect for peak performance and flow. And as I said earlier, as I was prepping for the program, guys, in order for you to perform at any peak level, you've got to get the trash out. You've got to figure out where the deficiencies are, what's holding you back, and then you can begin to thrive in the area that you are pursuing once you've you've cleared out the clutter. And certainly not being able to get a good night worth of sleep, uh, it's not going to allow you to recharge your battery as it should. And so Riley Jarvis came up with this concept of how to how to help others perform better by addressing this very critical component of our lives, and that's getting enough quality sleep. Riley Jarvis, it's the conversation is overdue. Welcome to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Thanks, Jay. It's an honor to be on today. Riley, you've got a lot to offer, man, and we're going to break it down so that our audience can really understand 
what they might think is common sense, right? We all think getting good sleep is important, and it is. But when you are striving and and really looking at arriving at the next best version of your performance, every area has to be examined. Would you agree? Completely. Right. So I know that was part of what drove you. But I w- I'd like for you to share a little bit of your your history, your story uh, with our audience before we dive into the goodness of what you've got to share with us today. Yeah, you bet. So about eight to 10 years ago, I was actually working in the finance industry and I was doing pretty long work days, about 12 to 18 hours. Everything was going good. And, you know, prior to that, I thought my health was quite amazing, actually. But I started to hit a roadblock. I started to become fatigued. I was making clumsy mistakes. I was losing weight. My performance started to decrease. Long story short, I was forced to quit my job and I didn't know what was happening to me. So I went to to many doctors, many specialists, and I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And they gave me a lot of medications, but it was actually making me feel worse. It was becoming bloated, becoming inflamed. And I really hit rock bottom and I just didn't know where else to turn. Um, and so it was really at that point, I had to start building my biology up from the ground up. So I spent countless hours a day sort of researching on first principles, like how do the systems in the bodies work in the body work? And it was seeing a lot of private health doctors, masterminding with a lot of other people. And then fast forward one year later from that point, my Crohn's went into 100% complete remission and year after year, it stayed in 100% complete remission. And a big reason why is one month I would try supplements. One month I would try you know, going to the gym one month, I would try diet. But when I got to that sleep month, that's when I noticed everything started to improve for me. My blood biomarkers started to improve. My energy started to come back. And those other things definitely helped. But it was the sleep that was that big domino that brought everything back for me. And when I had my sleep dialed in, that's when that autoimmunity just sort of stopped. And I even became uh, more functional and higher performing than I was even before as I continued down that path. So it was a bit of a blessing in disguise. And then fast forward to today uh, with a lot of education along the way, it's uh, it's amazing what it's become. Now, it's interesting because there are a lot of folks that experience similar, uh, have similar experiences as yourself, right? And they, they never really put their finger on it, let alone launch a career, launch a consulting company, right? I mean, it's one thing to yeah. go, you know, take some melatonin and call it a night, <laughs> right? But but it's it's far yeah. deeper than that. So I'm, sure. I'm curious, as I'm sure, uh, you know, the, the audience, my, my listeners are, how do you go from resolving your own sleeping pattern deficiencies, right, mm-hmm. to then being inspired to share a message with the world that allows you to launch the sleep consultant? I mean, what... How does that happen? Yeah, it's a great question. I really think it was just the pain that I was in. I would never wish that upon anybody else. And I kind of fell into a pretty dark place for a long period of time. I, mm-hmm. I really felt cornered back then. And it was sort of, you know, hitting hitting the ground ground bottom and trying to build myself back up. If I was just to keep all that information to myself and not have it help other people, that would make me feel guilty. And I saw sleep. And so the question is, well, why is it sleep? Sleep is something that helped me. But I also saw so many other people that were on sleep medication, mm. drinking, drinking tons of coffee, and mm-hmm. they were covering a lot of their symptoms with temporary band-aid solutions, opposed to getting to the root cause of where it's coming from. And doctors are great. Doctors are amazing. But sometimes, you know, where's the end game with taking medication? And so another approach to look at it is when you get to sort of that root cause, it's more sustainable. That's where I saw this new opening of, you know, people could live truly transformational lives. And maybe it's not in a disease state like I was, 
but it could be more a little bit more functional. And sleep is something that I think we all need, and it, but it's often seen as something that's a liability mm-hmm. and something that's neglected and something that we just put under the rug. Like, you know, I'll, I'll sacrifice my sleep now, I'll drink coffee tomorrow and get on with it. And that's great short term, but, you know, we'll start to burn the candle at both ends and still, until we start to, uh, you know, notice, notice its effects long term. But one of the things is, you know, if we improve our sleep quality and we treat our sleep like an investment, we will be that much better in our execution the next day. And so what I've then seen, and you know, my journey towards this is people experience better relationships. They become a more effective leader. They're able to compress their work day by a couple hours each day, which means way more opportunity with loved ones or to do the things that they want to do. And they don't necessarily have to start relying on these temporary crutches and they can just live you know, being much happier individuals. And I just noticed sleep wasn't something that was talked about too much. There was That's a right. lot of personal trainers, yeah. nutritionists, mm-hmm. and it was a big opening. You know, you're absolutely right about that because uh, I used to be a personal trainer years ago and I'm still very involved in the fitness world. And uh, very few, at least that I can recall and from my own personal experiences, very few personal trainers and fitness trainers, and I throw myself in there, ever really had a conversation with our clients uh, that had sleep involved in it. We never really uh, t- mm. spoke about about the importance of sleep. Everything was, you know, dieting and nutrition and exercising and calories yeah. and macronutrients and all that other stuff. But I, I, I'm serious. I've never really had a chance to address the sleep component of being able to perform better. So you're on to something that I think is so critical for people to become aware of and not take for granted and become complacent with whatever lack of sleep, lack of quality of sleep they're used to getting. And I believe that's what happens. But why is it that chasing high performance, and our listenership is is comprised of those that are, uh, Riley, looking to not chase performance in a negative way, but but looking to expand their own uh, experiences and really do better in whatever they're pursuing. Um, they are they're definitely involved in wanting to evolve their um, their credentials and, and their successes. High performance uh, pursuers, but why is it that those guys are the ones that are most susceptible to sleep deprivation? Yeah, another great question. And I think a big reason why is we only have 24 hours in a day and we want to get all these accomplishments accomplishments done. And unfortunately, it's usually your sleep that becomes neglected. Mm-hmm. And so you really have to ask yourself, you know, if you, if you sacrifice sleep now, I like to see it as a bank account. And so when you when you do sacrifice your sleep, you're gonna it's like a Jenga puzzle. So if you pull one piece of the Jenga puzzle, it's gonna create some stress on the other side. And then you pull it on that side, it creates some stress on the other side. And eventually when you pull out too many pieces, you'll have the whole tower come tumbling down. And it's similar with our biology too. So if we sacrifice our sleep um, with excessive coffee, caffeine intake, or sleeping pills which have their own side effects, you know, our hormones are going to start to become dysregulated. We're going to start to have, you know, our gut and our brain neurotransmitters are going to start to go out of whack. And eventually that's just going to lead to us becoming a shell of our former selves. And I've just seen it time and time again um, versus if we, st- if we focus on our internal machinery, thinking of our body like a car and improving our body and, and, thinking of improving the efficiency of how this machine is running, then our external reality is going to become so much better. And as a result of that, you can think of, you know, the new version of yourself, you have all these different attributes. So you could have like focus is between one and 10. 
energy between one and 10, um, you know, your emotional intelligence, one out of 10. And let's say those are all less than five out of 10. But then let's say you're able to change all of those to nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10. And then you calculate a total of all those, let's say it's out of 100. You've effectively transformed the person who you are, just how you carry yourself, how other people perceive you. And it becomes, um, you know, while there is sort of this hustle culture, I've noticed that it's not until people actually experience what that new version of normal feels like that's mm-hmm. like, wow, I wish I started this sooner. So it's really interesting how it can catch up with people. You know, I love the answer that you gave, especially right from the beginning. Um, you know, people think that they're sacrificing uh, activity time by taking too long, uh, by, by sleeping too long, right? There's better things to do with yeah. your time other than sleep. And it reminds me when I started early on in, as an entrepreneur back in, was 21 years old, so we're talking about 30 years from now. My mentor, oh, wow. he said, he used to always go around saying, ah, sleep when you're dead. I'll sleep when I'm dead, <laughs> right? And that was ingrained in my brain. I mean, I, I'm looking at a guy who's super successful, and if he's saying, ah, sleep when you're yeah. dead, plenty of time to sleep. In other words, why are you sleeping? Spend as much hours awake as you can to pursue your goals and your dreams and success. Yeah. You'll sleep when you're dead. You know, that got ingrained in my brain. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. I could yeah. see that that kind of messaging um, could be detrimental to brand new young entrepreneurs and, and even seasoned entrepreneurs. Right. Uh, It's a dangerous message. Back then I say, yeah, he's right. Sleep when I'm dead. And even to this day, that still stays with me. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, you know, I, I, I sleep the, the the six hours a day or six hours a night rather. And then I'm off to the races. So I I know that feeling. But where is the balance? How can somebody then who is a performance seeking individual Right. They're not complacent with where they're at. They're pursuing goals and dreams, yet they've got to get the right rest. How do you find the right balance to make it all work? Yeah, it's it's a really good question because, you know, if a lot of people don't have eight hours to sleep and people think, well, instead of sleeping eight hours, if I sleep six hours, I have two extra hours a day multiply over days, months, years. That's a lot of extra time. But if you really don't have that many hours uh, to sleep, let's say, what I like to do is instead focus on the quality of those hours of sleep. And what that comes down to is active recovery instead of passive recovery. And so if you think of your body or your, your performance, like a bank account, Mm -hmm. let's say during the day you start at zero, if you're going to sleep and going to bed, let's say you're at a hundred deficit, you know, you've taken money out of your bank account. Well, you need to find out subjectively and every night's going to be different. Every day is going to be different. You need to know how much money do you have to put in your bank account to go to a hundred plus 100 surplus. And so if you were, if you did so much, like you went to the gym, you're working a 12 hour workday, maybe you had a lot of coffee, you probably need to double down on your recovery the next day mm-hmm. or the next day or the next week, it's going to come back to bite you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can focus on that active recovery, so an example would be instead of coming home, watching TV and, you know, just staying there for an hour or two before bedtime, you could do things like deep meditation and Epsom salt bath, a flow tank. Uh, many of these modalities kind of shortcut when you're revving in sixth gear, you can rev down to first gear and sometimes half the time, more recovery, less inflammation, and you can just bounce back that much faster so you can have that extra execution. Um, so there's a lot of ways you can do that with technologies and things like that, but that's sort of the overall philosophy. You know, I like that, that the analogy you gave about a bank account. That's very, 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 yeah. very brilliant. And I think a lot of people can grasp that. But there are yeah. subtle warning signs that can be overlooked. Uh, I know yeah. if you're you know, in hot pursuit of something, 
uh, whether you're a CEO or you're, or you're you're a student, right? You can, you can be a, a student as pursuing a great grade or or a degree or or finishing a project. There are subtle warning signs that we miss that can become bigger problems in the future uh, as it relates to not getting enough rest, not getting enough sleep. Well, what are those subtle warning signs that you can give so that those who might be experiencing them now, it's on their radar? Yeah, it's great to know. And a lot of that is if you're constantly fatigued, like if you're always burnt out or if you can't get through your day without having you know, one, one cup of coffee in the morning is okay, but if you're somebody who's having at least, you know, two, three, four, five cups of coffee a day, you're on constant sleep medication or medication just to get through the day, or just crutches in general without relying on your body's natural rhythms, um, you know, something that's sustainable, then something is off there. And so if you're experiencing any symptoms that are abnormal compared to 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when you remember feeling vibrant, you remember feeling healthy. These are some good signs of, you know, subjectively, there's some changes that are happening where you're burning the candle from both sides and there's signs that your body is sending to you that you're probably pushing it too far. Of course, later on, like if you're, if you have excessive stress hormone levels, if your blood sugar is up and down, you're not regulating your sleep, that's going to lead to, you know, increased cancer risk. And mm. there's a lot of genetic reasons, but, mm-hmm. you know, diabetes, heart disease, and these other things. And that's definitely what you don't want. So short term, you'll experience, you know, um, you know, poor memory, brain fog and stuff like that. But if you keep pushing that throttle for too long, you know, down the line, that can lead to some negative consequences. But it depends where it's coming from. I think if you're in a deadline and you need to hit it, then for sure, like if you have to do this week, of, you know, low sleep coffee to get on with it. That's great. But is it a crutch or is that something that you, you typically are doing as, you know, as, as your normal, um, if it's not your normal, then, you know, and you're, you're, you're healthy, you know, you're healthy most of the time. And then you need to hit that deadline. Um, I think that's great. But if you're kind of cruising around like an eight or a nine of 10, you're feeling healthy and you need to dip down your energy levels, go down to a three. Well, you'll come back up to an eight or a nine very fast. Cause that's your baseline. And that's, because your body's resiliency is um, a lot higher than it was before. And as a result, you can sustain those levels of stress. But sometimes you need to go into an acute phase of healing to get to that maintenance mode mode that you'll have for the rest of your life. You know, Riley, I like what you said there. Uh, You said so many great nuggets of wisdom there, but one of them was to talk about coffee and and I guess things that uh, Red Bull and those kind of things that give you a pep. Um, If you are at a deadline and you need it, sure. Um, it could it could help, right? It's it's it it is what it is when you need to 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 stay awake or be alert. But if it's your crutch, and I like the way you said it, you know, yeah. it's so it's coffee your crutch. Um, yeah. Great question. How can others? We don't live in a bubble. Most people don't live in a bubble, right? So if you are you know at, at your job and and you see that one of your colleagues is is struggling with any of these symptoms that we were just talking about or a family member or a friend, how can others um, help those that are struggling with sleep deprivation or, or even just something greater that is as, as a result of not getting enough quality sleep? Yeah, for sure. It's, it's really important. People don't realize that they're struggling with sleep or their performance unless somebody else tells them. Um, it's really interesting. It's hard to, to have, you know, our, our own self-awareness of how we're feeling until mm-hmm. someone else says it to us. But one of the biggest is, you know, if you can, if you can tell people to, you know, if they're fatigued or, or things like that, um, 
you know, without relying on crutches, but sleeping in a, in a dark bedroom environment is really critical and important. You know, blackout curtains are amazing. Um, a cool bedroom environment temperature, you know, around 65 degrees Fahrenheit, 18 Celsius. You know, a couple hours before bedtime, we really want to minimize blue light because that will directly suppress our sleep um, hormone known as melatonin. And so if we can wear blue light blocking glasses a couple hours before bedtime, an amazing brand is called True Dark. It's one of my favorite. That's great. We can also a couple hours before bedtime use like a blue light filter on our phone or our computer. A really good one is called irisetech.co. Um, you can also use sound actually to sort of um, bring that stress level down to like a seven down to a one or a two um, with an application on our phone called brain.fm. And uh, it's really great. You can do it for focus, for energy, for sleep, um, all, all scientifically backed. And that's great. Um, besides that, though, you know, people should, if you notice that your friend, your colleague looks severely sleep deprived, always going to your doctor and getting, you know, regular screening done. But these are some just additional things um, that people can do as well. A couple other just quick tips mm-hmm. that people can use is, you know, a couple hours before bedtime. Don't eat any heavy meals like two, three hours before bedtime. Um, a little interesting one is um, this little concoction here. So if you have two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, one tablespoon of honey, and one tablespoon of almond butter, that will improve your sleep quality drastically. Almost overnight, it's a, it's a nice little concoction you can do. Another one is, you know, journaling, uh, like anything that comes to mind that you have to do what you're stressed about. Because then when you're sleeping, your REM sleep during your REM sleep stages, it will have more bandwidth to process and, um, you know, just start healing, consolidating your memories, opposed to trying to deal with all this excessive stress that's running through your mind. So if you just put that down on a journal or a piece of paper, that can help improve your sleep drastically. And then just journaling how you feel throughout the day. So if you improve this part of your sleep, sometimes we forget what we ate for breakfast two, two days ago. So if we can instead journal you know, how are we feeling based on this diet change I made? Um, when did I go to sleep? Um, you know, all these subjective changes, thinking of it as if we're a scientist, that's a great thing. And a very last one I would say is when we first wake up, exposing our eyes to sunlight. It is about the evening routine, but if we can start telling your body when is it time to wake up and getting sun into our eyes for about 10 to 30 minutes uh, first thing in the morning, we can actually sleep faster and stay asleep longer as well. Riley, you are a gold mine of sleep information. We appreciate you being on the program. <laughs> We're going to have all of your content up at our website, thejmamietalkshow.com. People can track you down. I'm sure there there is so much more they can learn from you. And if it's important to them to address this deficiency in order to perform better, then they will call you. And I encourage those to do that because it is a very important component of life if thriving is important to you. Riley Jarvis, thank you for being on the talk show. Thank you so much, Jay. Folks, we'll be right back after the break. Are your sales lagging? Are you frustrated with your ability to effectively communicate the goodness of your product or service? Could your income greatly benefit from you getting better at selling? Hi, this is Jay Mamie, the host of the Jay Mamie Talk Show and the curator of the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. I want you to know that there are answers on how you can get better at the skill of selling. Go to my course, the Thrive Sales Mastery Course. Get the answers you need so you can experience the results you want. Thrive Sales Mastery. Are you a busy founder or C-suite executive looking to optimize your productivity and leadership abilities? Your deep sleep could be the key. By improving your body's internal machinery without relying on coffee or sleeping pills, you can access new levels of performance, flow, and well-being. As a result, more free time with loved ones, 
you becoming a more effective leader, improve longevity, minimize disease risk, maximizing your impact in the world around you, and so much more. Check out thesleepconsultant.com today to learn more. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. Never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. Wounded Warrior Project was created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war, whether those scars are physical or mental. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. Welcome back to the Jay Mamie Talk Show with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. In our author spotlight, as an author myself, I am always excited and interested in hearing when a new book hits the streets that makes impact in the lives of others. And, uh, you know, there's no shortage of books out there, and sometimes it's an echo chamber of the same messaging. But every now and then a book comes out that really has a different twist to a message, and I think it has the ability to reach those that other books have not yet. And that's the case with Diane Page Collins. Diane is uh, the author of the book, The Negative Effects of Comparison. And there, there's a title I've never heard of before, nor have I read too many topics on uh, books on that topic. So as a result of that, she is our author spotlight. Diane Collins, welcome to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Thank you, Jay. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Diane, before we dive into the goodness of what your book has uh, in terms of a messaging to those who are in this place of comparison, I'd like for you to let us know a little bit more about your story and so our listeners can get familiar with you. I am a board certified naturopath uh, and I transitioned into that from a hairstylist. But as a naturopath, you have to get continuing education credit. So that's when I began to uh, connect or marry things that would complement my ministry. And so um, I took training as a, um, I went to culinary school uh, to learn cooking skills, uh, holistic cooking skills. Mm-hmm. And then I did the massage therapy, the reflexology, wow. the um, lymphatic drainage, just all of the things, the tools that I would need. I needed tools for my toolbox. Mm-hmm. And so when so many people are dealing with so many different issues that I wanted to make sure I had tools to address the different issues that would come my way. So it's interesting. So you are a, a naturopath, you're a nutritionist, you're honorary, uh, you have an honor degree in ministry, you're an author of a cookbook, you you believe in, in the, the ministry of teaching people whole body health, but here you write a book about emotional health. Yes. Right. I mean, this is a book that deals with not so much the physical body, although emotional health affects your body as well, physical health, but the negative effects of comparison. What inspired you to write this book? Well, part of what inspired me to write the book is that I've lived part of that, but I was doing a small group uh, uh, Bible study with some ladies. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I begin to do my preparation for the session, uh, the scriptures just begin to speak to me. Mm. God was tugging on my heart. So at the time I was writing another cookbook and he, God was like, put that down. I want you to write this because I realized that so many people struggle with this. It happens on every platform, whether you are married or you uh, you work for an employer mm-hmm. or you have siblings. 
I mean, even my uh, my cat, my dog, they compare. <laughs> I'll put food down for both of them, and they'll look over. And so the, the dog will eat his food real fast so he can go over and snatch the food from my cat. Mm-hmm. So while she's in slow motion trying to eat her nugget, he does a drive-by, and she doesn't get it. <laughs> so... Um, but it's it's always easier to look across the street and see those shiny objects that's across the street right. as opposed to looking on your own playground and realizing that there we all have gifts and talents. That's right. And so when we study what's on our playground, when we study our gifts and our talent, we don't study ourselves. Mm. You know, we see everybody else mm. and some people do, but most people don't. And so we become envious of what somebody else has, not realizing that we have a gift. And that's uh, part of the story in the book is about me uh, going from a hairstylist to a holistic uh, uh, health practitioner. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't realize that gift was in me, but I just kept evolving. And so at each step of the way, you know, you discover more and more gifts that makes you a very powerful person. On the cover, you've got... These negative effects of comparison, sadness, anger, anger, mm-hmm. right? And I, I, I can see that, of course. I mean, we all, to an extent, struggle with comparing ourselves, what we have with others, right? That's an ailment. That's that's part of the human flaw. Uh, slander, envy, jealousy. What is the central message that you want people to walk away with after reading this book? That um, they do not have to compare themselves to anyone else that each person is a masterpiece and an original. And when you allow bitterness, anger, hate, uh, you know, rejection or all these things that could take a root and grow, mm-hmm. that co- creates the negative comparison. But when you allow that to filter through love, uh, unconditional love, knowing that God loves everybody, mm-hmm. then uh, you don't have to allow that seed to take root. You can shine in your your own uh, uh, presence because you know that, first of all, you was created. You were fearfully and wonderfully made and that there is no comparison to to you. So why compare yourself to something that is uncomparable? Because each person is unique and designed uniquely on purpose. In our last minute here. So what advice would you give to someone who is struggling with comparison um, they, they're not winning that war. What would you say to somebody? What's the tactic, a technique, or a piece of advice you would give them so they can turn that around? Well, first of all, to, to value yourself, to love yourself. You, you can look in the mirror and look at yourself and say, I am beautiful. I am, you know, whatever it is that you see. But mm-hmm. you have to value yourself and learn yourself. Dis- discover all of the unique qualities that you have and then once you do that, you will not have to compare yourself to someone else. And and you don't have to be a prisoner. Some some of the prisons that we're in are self-made. That's right. And so it's all about the mind. So nurture that mind. You know, if you have to read good books about mm-hmm. uh, love and, you know, confidence or, you know, whatever it is your situation is, 
read a book so that you can build up your self-worth and, and start loving yourself first. I, that's a brilliant answer. Um, I, I think to love yourself, right? Mm-hmm. The importance of self-love. And I think also taking a moment to be appreciative mm-hmm. of what you have. Yes. You know, if you appreciate what you have, even if you think it's not it's not enough yeah. or there could be more, you, you probably have more than others on the on the planet mm-hmm. who wish they had what you have. Yeah. You know, so if your health is not the greatest, somebody's always worse off than you. Exactly. Your finance are a mess, somebody's always worse off than you. Your house is not big enough or your house is probably bigger than somebody else who has no house. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so take take a hold of, of yourself in terms of, of loving yourself, but also appreciate what you have. Mm-hmm. And that should hopefully become stronger than the negative uh, effects of, of being uh, of comparing. Diane Collins, you've written a great book. I appreciate you being on the program. We're going to have your book up at our website, the com, at our author spotlight section. So people can track your book down. Appreciate being on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Folks, that wraps up another fantastic week of Thrive-Minded content here on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. We'll see you again next week.